Hey everyone. It's been a confronting week for a lot of people, uh, for me, as we've been watching the situation in the States with George Floyd's death and the subsequent riots um, and just the anger and the emotions of the situation coming to the surface. Emotions about an issue that is so deeply ingrained and so deeply hurtful and powerful in a negative way in people's lives. The issue of, of racism, the issue of the way that different cultures, different peoples see each other, treat each other, the way we interact with each other in a shared society. It's been very, very hard to watch. It's been very, very hard to think about. Um, and I think part of that is because it's not just an American problem. It's not just something that's happening over there, but it is something we have to recognize is happening even right here in New Zealand. It is happening in our streets, in our conversations, in our systems and, and all of that. I'm not an expert on all of this, and a part of that, that's part of my confrontingness in this, is it just seems so complex, so big, so prevalent, even though it's sitting under the surface for so many people, we may not always see it every day, but it's there. And people who are experiencing it are experiencing it every day. And so it's been very confronting for me as, as I kind of think about this and think about what to say, how to address this, because I have to confront my own heart and my own attitudes and my own biases that I've grown up with, that I have perhaps tried but not fully succeeded in purging from my life. And I have to confront that as these situations happen. So this has been a difficult week. And as we move forward into this topic, I want to do so with an attitude of humility because I know I have been part of the problem and I want to be part of the solution. Um, but I don't always know exactly how that's going to happen. So I'm going to rely on God, His Spirit, His Word to help us to think about how we can flip the script on racial injustice, even here in New Zealand. So I'm going to pray because I need God on this one, and then we're going to dive in. Lord, you know my heart. You know where I've done wrong. You know where I have thought poorly. I ask that you search me out and show me and help me to grow. I ask that you be with all of us, that we would be able to approach a difficult subject with grace and compassion um, the way you would, but also with determination and with a sense of justice and what needs to be changed. Guide us in that. In your name we pray. Amen. So I mentioned this is a big issue. I mentioned that sometimes it feels like we can't flip the script. We can't change what has been part of our society for so long. And it seems like there is nothing that we can do. But I would like to suggest that there is something that we can do. In fact, there's a few somethings that we can do that I would like to look at over the next couple of weeks. 
Uh, the first is going to revolve around us and our attitudes. The second is going to revolve around how we interact with people around us. And I want to make a plug now. We sent out a request for people to share their experiences, share their thoughts on this subject, on the issue of racism, things that have happened to you, things that you have seen, things that you would like to see changed, things that, the way you would like to be treated in different situations. Please send through some of those videos because a big part of what we're going to talk about next week is listening, is hearing stories from other people, of opening ourselves up to the experience of others so that we can build bridges. So please send something in, whether it's a video or just a comment. We really want to gather those together so I'm not telling us to just listen, but I'm actually listening and I want to hear your stories because we know a lot of you have experienced a lot of negative things around this. So please send that in. Advert over. So week one today, we want to look at how we can change us because it begins with us, doesn't it? I mean, if you look at the situation in the States as an example, you look at um, George Floyd, he's, he's killed by a police officer, and you see this action. And this action is horrific. And this action is inexcusable. And, but it also raises the next level down, doesn't it? And it kind of gets to our emotions and it stirs up all of these emotions, especially amongst victims of racism throughout the States. And it's not just black people, uh, Hispanics, American Indians have all experienced racism in different forms. And these, there's these emotions boil up and turn into protests which get violent and turn into riots and, and, and chaos ensues. So there's this emotional level. But if we really want to get to the heart of it, it is not the actions that we need to address first and it is not the emotions we need to address first. We need to address them. But it is deeper level. The first thing that we need to address is the heart, the, the belief systems, the attitudes that we have towards the people around us. So what I want to do, since we're going layer down layer down layer, is inception this thing. Okay, so we're going to dive deep and we want to kind of get down to the core of who we are. And we want to plant an idea. We want to plant a simple idea that will then sprout and grow into our emotional system and into our behaviors so that we can affect actual change. Because if we change our behaviors without changing our emotions, the behaviors won't last. And if we change our emotions without changing our true heart beliefs, that's not going to do anything either. So let's get in and inception our heart. And this is the, this is the, the concept, the thought that I want to plant in our hearts right now. It comes from right at the beginning of the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. That's the idea. Human beings are made in the image of God. What does that mean? It means that we look like Him. How? I don't always get that. But we have a nature of God in us. Everyone has that nature of God in them. 
It is the way that they have been built. So before, this is, this is key, before there was an abundance of different skin colors. I don't know what skin color Adam and Eve had when God made them. It's irrelevant. Before there was a diversity of skin colors, before there was a diversity of languages, before there was a diversity of cultures, religions, belief systems, before anything was different, one thing was added to humanity. The image of God. We are God's children. Now we've heard this before, we've, we've, we've kind of, we know this, right? But if we dig that deep down and make that the foundation of the way that we see the people around us, right? We see past skin color, past language, past um, ideas and politics and all of that sort of stuff, past culture even, to the very core of who they are made in the image of God. That becomes our bond. That becomes the way that we value that other person. And then we can cycle back through their culture, their differences, their languages, their beliefs, their likes and dislikes, their skin color, all of that. And we can notice it and we can see it and we can treasure it. And some things we will not understand and we can seek to understand it. Some things we love, some things we disagree with. There are attitudes and there are beliefs that people have that we will disagree with and we will come in conflict with them about that. But that conflict comes on a foundation of made in the image of God. And so we will treat them with that base level of value. If we can do that, that changes so much about the way we see each other. It's interesting in the New Testament, um, Jesus was approached by uh, religious leaders and such, as he was, and questions were asked. And he was asked, what is the most important law? What is the most important law? I mean, remember, the, the law of the Old Testament had hundreds and hundreds of laws. It was a very complex system. And Jesus said, the most important is this. Love God. And love each other. And he says, and this is important, the entirety of the Old Testament law, the entirety of God's system of ruling humanity, of the way that we treat each other, the way that we operate, all of it is based around those two ideas, love God and love others. And when we combine that with Genesis 1.27, we get this really cool idea. Because when we recognize that everybody has this image, this nature, this part of God himself in them, we realize that loving God and loving each other are interconnected. They are inseparable. You cannot love God and then hate people that look like God because you're hating God. And you cannot love people fully and completely without loving God because God is in that person. So love God, love each other. That becomes the foundation of everything that we do for each other. That's the idea. That's the inception idea I want to plan in our hearts as we think about race relations, as we think about the way that we treat each other in this world. Each and every one of us has the image of God in them and has therefore value to God and to us. The same value as us.
because we have the same image of God in us. Now, some people have made mistakes. Some people are doing well. Sure, that's a reality. But we can't dismiss human beings as less valuable than ourselves because they hold the image of God in them and God values them. That's the reality. So that brings us to this place of now letting that thought, that little seed start to change in our lives, start to work through the way that we feel, our emotional level, the way we feel about each other, and then let that sort of blossom into our actions and the way that we treat and behave towards each other. My prayer is that that seed will grow deep in you and that God will water and grow it. And one of the things we can do is we can look inside of ourselves and search ourselves out. You remember when we did our internal quarantine and uh, Carrie gave us this great idea of searching ourselves out and, and seeing what's going on in our lives. And we looked at Psalm 139 and David says to God, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Man, if there's any issue that needs that kind of attention in our hearts, it's this one. The way that we treat each other, the way that we look at other cultures and other races, the way that we challenge the biases and the, the ingrained racial injustice that, that happens. And we look inside our hearts and we say, God, what is going on in my heart? Show me. But that's where we often stop because that's where fear comes in, doesn't it? I mean, if we're being honest, we're afraid to ask that question. We're afraid to really look because we know that there's stuff in there. And we know that we've got issues to deal with. All of us do. We all have issues to deal with. So how do we get into that space? How do we allow God to really rumble around in there and rummage through all of our dirt and show us without us getting swallowed up with guilt and becoming so distraught about ourselves that we just can't handle it anymore? This is what I love about communion. We're going to be taking communion here in a second. And the beautiful part about communion is it is a celebration of an event of what Jesus did for us that, and you've got to catch this, that removes guilt from our lives. It removes guilt. We stand before God cleansed before him. Do we still have issues in our life to deal with? Yes, but when we recognize the grace that God has for us, that we are loved and cherished by Him, forgiven by Him, we can sit in the muck and the dirt of our lives and not be swallowed up by guilt. This is not about feeling bad about what's going on in your life. It is about looking and seeing and changing what's in our lives. That's why I'm so thankful for God's grace. There's this beautiful verse in 1 John chapter 4, right towards the end of the Bible. I'm going to have to find it. Here it is, verse 18. He says, Such love has no fear, 
Because perfect love expels all fear. I love that. Expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment, right? We're afraid of what God is going to do to us. We're afraid of the guilt that we have. And this shows we have not fully experienced His perfect love. His perfect love brings forgiveness. So, we're going to celebrate communion right now. And it may not seem on the face of it that communion and racial injustice are two things that go together very well, but they do. Because if we search our attitudes and as we search our hearts for the ways that we treat each other and whether or not we have taken on this idea of God's image being on all people, we search that out and we ask God to help us and we do that at the foot of the cross because that means we have forgiveness. We have grace to be able to take that journey with Him. So as we take our communion today, you're going to grab your little doohickey food thing and your little doohickey drink thing and you're going to take it and I want you to thank God firstly for the grace and the compassion that He has given you and then secondly to show you how we can have grace and compassion for those around us. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you as I said, we thank you first and foremost for that grace and that compassion. I thank you that my heart has been cleansed before you because I know it is full of things that need to change. And I need to get in there and I need to see it. I need you to show it to me. But I can't handle that guilt. So Lord, thank you for taking the guilt away. And then help us to see and to love each other. To search our hearts and to plant in our hearts a seed of the truth about how you see the world and how you see each and every person in it. And let that seed grow and change our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So we're going to take communion now. And also next week we're going to um, address how we can reach out and relate to uh, people around us and how we can be part of a solution. Um, we, we want to change ourselves first and then we want to help change the world. So again, please send through some, some stories that we can share with each other and we'll get into that. But right now, let's take communion together.